ATF for the family. Hell as you saying, I ain't the man, I go super sand when I'm on the beat. Piles of sand, buckets and pans, I get to the bands when I'm in the streets. Wear hands on feet, unique. My stick a new technique. Don't fuck with internet beef. Bitches me, and I beef. Hell as you saying, I ain't the man, I go super sand when I'm on the beat. Piles of sand, buckets and pans, I get to the bands when I'm in the streets. Wear hands on feet, unique. My stick a new technique. Don't fuck with internet beef. Bitches me, and I beef. I see zippers like Michael Jackham. Or hold his hood for ransom. Find his main bitch in this savage. Make him trap house dancers for TF. That's right. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. This is Edward the Basketball Segundo. Uh, this is the Herb Study Podcast with Alex and Herb. And in front of me today is my co-host. No, oh, just Alex. And uh, today's guest is going to be me. Yeah. So uh, it's come to my attention. Uh, we did a, a Alex interview, uh, just an interview. If you haven't seen it, please go check it out. It was an amazing show. It was an ambush, but it's okay. Oh, that's what made it better. It was real raw and natural and honest and humble. I loved it. Um, I was in a weird place in my life. I want you to know that. <laughs> yo, that's what made it better. If y'all, if y'all ain't appreciated Alex before, uh, that's that's the episode that really opens up the psyche and really lets y'all know where he's coming from. That really lets y'all know what where, where the top five come from. That's a, a, a Just Alex special. Um, so I figured it's the it's 20th episode. We give y'all um, a little a little breeze by interview and in the, in the where I'm coming from. Um, we got some guest questions. We, do. we got some Just Alex questions. I do. Um, I don't know what all the Just Alex questions are. So it's I a surprise. Don't I'm going to try to answer them as honestly as possible. Yeah. Um, and today, we, we got Orange Jubilee. My mom went to Nebraska, right? And she brought back the shine on Georgia moon peach. It's peach, right? It smell peachy. I can smell it from over here. There you go, right there. That's that's an, a Nebraska situation. Fake Georgia moonshine straight from Nebraska. That's how you know it's legit. It tastes not as good as Moose Dog's special blend. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> what up, Moose Dog? All right, all right, Alex. You, you go ahead and get it started. Uh, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I normally I do with the origin, right? Because I guess I'm gonna we'll start there, man. How did you? How did you come about? How, where Where did the herb certainty begin, sir? Oh, okay. we we talking about podcasts? I'm talking about me in general. Life. Where were you right. born? <laughs> all right. So, um, from from Petersburg, Virginia, uh, born and raised, honestly, and um, so I I, I started. <clears throat> You know what? That's, that's uh, all right. Groups in my life, right? We're gonna we're gonna put it in like it's it's uh it's story arcs, like it's um like a comic book or something. That's so early childhood, um, growing up in Petersburg, Patterson Street, you know what I'm saying? Burville, for those who know, um, figured out figured out I was Puerto Rican around the age of five. Okay. Figured out who my dad was at the age of six. Okay. Went to Westview Elementary, right? Um, and then there's like after that, so six on. Uh, I like how you said you figured out you had you were Puerto Rican like you had powers. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I didn't know what I was. Age five, three, like a fly. <laughs> right, because I, I knew I knew what black was, right? Like like people told me, but I didn't even thought about it. And then I was like, 
you know, you look at the crayons, the right. crayons ain't got but so many colors, right? That's true. So there's the brown crayon, there's like a peach crayon, and mm. I'm light skinned, so I was like, I don't know oh, yeah. what I am. And yeah. so they told me that it was like, you know, you Puerto Rican. The song uh, came out, I was like, Puerto Rican. Uh. So people just call me Puerto Rican. I was like, what's that? And it was like, it's an island. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying, south of Florida. And I was like, Word? I said, That's where you that's where your family's from. And I was like, What family? Because I'm looking at the family in Petersburg, like I ain't know I had more of them. But then they tell me it's like, you know you got a dad, right? It's like, nah, I ain't know. <laughs> okay. And then at six I met him. It was crazy. Okay. Um we went on a trip, we went to we went to Puerto Rico, we went to Texas. Like I figured out life, you know what I'm saying? Uh and then six on to like uh I say middle school. Okay. Um, that's when I, that's when I, uh, Herb came about in eighth grade, as a matter of fact. Like, I, I, I was Big Berto until eighth grade. So, it, it, it literally was a decision that I made one day, right? So, um, I don't know the statute of limitations for things, but we'll say that I might have partook in some sort of greenery, okay. uh, in middle school. Sure. Um, on a regular basis. Right. And then, um, you know, so... I was drawn a lot. Always had a thing for superheroes and comic books and, and, and drawn characters. And there was a character from Digimon. Um, it's like a flame on he, he was like, he was made out of flames. It was like a, it was just like a dude made out of flames that just gave up the hands, right? Yeah. And um, I think I remember that one. <laughs> right? Right. So I took that character design and I, I made it into um, a character called the Great Earth, which was like, I was a superhero. This is what I would look like, and this is what I would be like. And... Can you describe how that character but... All right, so back, <laughs> back. The kid, and keep in mind how early this, this is like 2000, 2001. That's when I'm coming with this character, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, ha I had to fro back then, because, you know, cornrows and froze, that's all it was, right? right? So, I had to fro, and, and um, you know, so I had like orange armor. Orange right. and black was my joint. So orange and black armor. And um, I like a sword for no reason, and uh, <laughs> but I used the flame mind design so that the fro was a little spiky, and not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, the hands was like out here, right? And then I and then I took uh, I took those elements, right? And I the great herb came out of nowhere. I, I was I looking at my name, and I, I was like, small herb. You know what I'm saying? I got herb in my name. Like I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna make a thing. In the eighth grade, like people that call me Big Birdo for like my whole life, now they call me Herb. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. Like it, it happened in a day. Like people, like they was willing to make the switch. Like it was nothing. Like nobody, nobody fought it. Yeah. You know? Like they they accepted it because I I drew the character. They saw the character on the paper. They was like, yeah, that's dope. I was like, yo, I know, right? And then they bam, Birdo. Like Birdo became Herb that day. And so like, and then like shortly after that. I went to uh, high school. Right. And that's the next phase of my life. So I, I go to high school in Maggie Walker, uh, Governor School. That's that's in Richmond. And um, Government International Studies, for those who don't know. It's just, uh, it's a, it was seventh best school in the nation back then. I heard it's fifth best in the nation now. Like it's, um, it's gone up in, oh. in credentials since then. But uh, it's a hard school to get into. It's a magnet school. Richmond, you know, I mean, you know, what I'm saying you, your boy had to take a couple tests, do a little audition and stuff, you know, to get in there. <laughs> you get interviewed to get into school, you know, what I'm saying you don't got to pay for it either. That's the that's the best part. 
it's still public school to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just it's just smart people school. Like he's good. So and that's something that I do want to people who don't know or don't see the full picture of you, right? You're a smart dude, really smart dude. Like it's one of those weird like looking at you, you'd be like, I'm not saying you. It just would throw you off at how smart like, and complex. You know what I mean? I get it. No, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to find you nothing. But it's just like you would seem more silly than just like really intellectual. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's smart. It's like it's smart in a like clever sort of way and it's just like ah but no like actually like thought provoking like comments and things like you just be like the fuck did he just say that now i gotta like walk around <laughs> and think about what he just said to me yeah yeah cat williams said it best he said it's some people you don't expect to learn nothing from exactly yes i'm yes. one of those yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's true he was he was having a conversation. We were texting the other day. We were talking about guys other than King Kong. Yeah. And somehow or another, he came back around to racism in America, and I was perplexed. No, no. And then it ended, it ended on the military or industrial complex, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was just like, hell. I couldn't say nothing else. I was just like, that's crazy. I'll be a little woke sometimes. <laughs> I was like, and we, I don't even know. We should probably post that conversation. So we can, like, we can't even break it down. Man, all the way. I thought about uh, the power of propaganda on the way over here. <laughs> like I literally was like, all right, I don't know if this ever will come up with an interview, but I hope it do. <laughs> like, well, well, shit, now I want to know what you were thinking. Go ahead. We got a little time. We just started. So I, I was like, all right, the, the power of propaganda is very strong. For, for those who don't know, uh, and which, by the way, I never intended to be my catchphrase, but it, it has become that because I can't stop saying it. So, um, to simplify it and dumb it down for everybody, we're going to talk about America specifically. So, American propaganda works like this: um, colonization. So we we talk and we complain about colonizers all the time mm-hmm. because we remember slavery and remember how much it hurt, and we remember what what the British did to India and China and us and, mm-hmm. and Portugal and Spain and all these people. But what we don't talk about is how America still colonizes in the modern day. It's it's not it's not um, we're still trying it. Like we still we did it in the in the Middle East. So we tried it in Iraq. Like that's why Iran's beefing with us. Um, we're still colonizing, but the way propaganda works, we don't consider it that way. We're told we're delivering democracy. Right. We're delivering freedom. They voted before. They mm-hmm. had votes before, like it existed. It's not a new concept, and they don't not, not know what it is. It's not like somebody just walked up and said, "I'm the leader now." Right. Um, people put, you know, what I'm saying like Saddam Hussein, they put him in power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was through coups and wars and military, whatever. But people chose him as a leader, and yeah, they may not have wanted him as a leader anymore. That may or may not be true. I wasn't there. I can't speak for the people, but I can tell you that like we had ulterior motives. Sure. Um, I mean that's very obvious. So we'll 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 take it back to we'll take it back to the American Revolutionary War, right? France helped us, right? So French and Indian War, um, we helped them, right? War eighteen twelve, we still got beef. Uh, the Civil War comes up. France, Spain. Great Britain, they help the Confederacy. 
they allowing the Confederacy to send the money, weapons, a couple extra soldiers to help the Confederacy defeat the Union. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to forgive y'all for that, for real. Like, as much as I love the UK, like, I'm not forgiving y'all for what y'all did. That's dirty. It is dirty. And it's dirty for a reason. Because all three of those nations had already stopped the slave trade before we stopped the slave trade. Right. They were the ones who wanted to abolish slavery first. Right. They're the ones who convinced America, like, you got to stop buying new slaves. So we had already stopped buying slaves, but we still had the institution of slavery in America. The way it worked is you just bred your slaves to keep them because you couldn't buy new ones because it's legal. Right. Right. Still bought some illegally because people are going to do what they do. But even legally, they were just like, what is freedom? So these same nations that had these ideals of slavery is wrong, we, sh- we stopped the, the slave trade. Right. You should stop it too. Then came to the aid of the Confederacy who was fighting the state's rights, state's rights to do what? Own slaves. Even though they, in their own country, said slavery was bad and stopped the practice. Yeah. It was literally just to break down the country and to decrease the size of America to stop us from growing because they saw us as a threat. Right. Now, grimy as that is, the way the propaganda strung up from the South, it was... They saw us as the new revolution, just like the American Revolution, wanted to stop the tyranny of the Union, blah, blah, blah. Now, the way it worked in the Union was, look at these people we already defeated. They bitter, they salty, they sour, they trying to come for us. It's a little bit of in-between. It's a little bit of both. Sure. But the propaganda was powerful. Right. So, here you have the Irish that come over during the time of the Civil War, who were colonized by Great Britain. Right. Salty, better. They come here. Mm-hmm. Now they fight for the Union right. against who? The South. Right. Who was fighting against who? With Great Britain. Right. Right. So that propaganda deals back into that. Now let's flash forward. Spanish-American War. I thought about the Spanish-American War because I was thinking about. I just randomly thought of the Young Lords and the Black Panthers and how like all that started in the West. Mm-hmm. And not really like in the East, and like the East is older in the U.S. Yeah, and I was like, man, the East got pretty progressive when it came to civil rights. Like we talk about Dr. King and what he was doing here in the South and in the East and going to D.C. and Georgia and all that. I said, but we we never talk as much about what the Black Panthers were trying to do in the West, in the West Coast. All right. And then I thought about the Young Lords because you know I'm also Hispanic. Right, right, right. And then I thought even more. I said, the Pachuco Wars in the '40s. The 30s and the 40s, it's Mexican Mexican Americans fighting against like American like Navy soldiers, right? Like race wars going on in LA. Okay. Um, specifically because they want the Mexicans like out, like they hate Mexicans there, and they're just fighting for basic rights. Like I, I just want to go to the store and buy some groceries. Right. It was a hard sell for them. Keep in mind, it's their land originally. It's their ancestral home. Mm-hmm. Some of those Mexicans weren't ever really Mexican-Mexican. Like, they were here, the Spanish-American War happened, and their family just never left when America took over California and Nevada and and Arizona. Like, they just stayed here. Right. Texas, right? Like, they just stayed here, and Americans got mad about it because we technically colonized that land. Mm -hmm. We fought a war, took it over, said it was our property. Right. 
So I thought about how that was colonization, and we don't talk about how that was colonization in the Spanish-American War. We talk about it like it was some great feat, like we freed Mexico from Spain. Mm-hmm. And in freeing Mexico from Spain, we didn't kept the land we freed to help them out. Right. But now it's our property, mm-hmm. and they can't live in it, and we don't want them there. And we have Border Patrol there set up so that uh, there's literally just a bunch of goofy white guys in cowboy hats with guns. And every time they see a Mexican crossing across a river or, or walking down the street, they go, hey, did you come here legally? Uh, no, they don't ask first. They actually just shoot them down. Yeah. And then there's a whole uh, system of coyotes. And then, like, for those who don't know, coyotes are people who, who help people cross the border from from um, south of the United States open to the United States. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they're good-natured people and they want to see people uh, free from whatever problems they're experiencing from Ecuador, El Salvador, Honduras, uh, MS-13 giving them problems or whatever drug cartel in Mexico is giving them harsh times. There's some people that generally want to help others. And there's other people that just want to collect a, a check. All right. Give me your life savings and I'll help you get to the U.S. so that you can get insulted and assaulted while you're there. They don't tell them that. They feed them a dream. Propaganda. Yeah. Tell them that they're loved over there and you can be a millionaire. That's how capitalism works in America. I was about to say, that's always been America's idea. The, the, the idea that what is, your situation could be better than what it is right now because you know what the situation is. Streets paved with gold. You ever seen gold on your street? But I mean, you know what? It's because it's religion. American and religion are very mm. similar. There you go. Pearly gates, gates of gold, heaven sent, streets of gold. It's the same, same concept. And I understand where you're coming from. I mean, I'm just saying. It's just the, the idea that what's next is always better than what you have. I had this conversation the other day about um, I always thought I was middle class for a long time. It's left a lot. I was just working poor. Yeah. I didn't know what the concept of working poor was until I realized that was it. When I thought that rich people, every time I go into somebody's house, they had two stories mm-hmm. or, or uh, they had two cars in the family or whatever, they were rich people. Yeah. Now, realizing rich people meant millionaires, people with helicopters and helipads right. and, and the, the ability to fly to Dubai on the weekend. Right. I thought that was, you know, I thought it was middle class. Middle class is when you got two cars. Middle class is when you when you can miss a couple paychecks and you ain't hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working poor. We, you know, you miss you miss a paycheck or two, and um, the lights might go out tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. the, the eviction notice is coming. Um, I spent a lot of time in my childhood with no car. Uh, my, you know, my mother ain't have a car, so I ain't have a ride. No, I took the bus everywhere. I walked everywhere. That's what I knew. Right. I thought I was still middle class because I had a roof over my head. I had a bed with a bed frame, I had groceries in the, in the refrigerator. I thought that was middle class. Mm. That was working poor. Yeah. I didn't realize I was one step above homeless. And um, honestly, to see the disparity between what homeless is versus what actual rich is, and there's so many steps in between that I was closer to poor, to homeless, than I was to rich. Yeah. So for those who don't know, it's homeless, Poor, poor is when like you got a house, but you ain't got no bed frame. Like you just sleeping on a mattress, or like you sleeping on like 
like a pad or like just on the floor because you can't afford to shit because you can't afford to eat. Like you, right. you ain't ate meat in two weeks. You just eating canned greens. Right. And then there's like working poor where you got some groceries, but you live in paycheck to paycheck type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the lights might go out, sometimes they might not. And like propaganda of America makes us believe that that's middle class. That's not middle class. That's still below middle class. Middle class is when you get to the point where like you don't you don't stress about a doctor's bill. You don't stress about a car payment. Right. You got two or three cars in the family. Everybody got their own vehicle. You got a backup vehicle for when your vehicle go down, right? You miss you miss three or four paychecks, but yeah. you still got a house to live in yeah. because you own it. Yeah. And your and your mortgage is three fifty a month instead of instead of a thousand dollars a month for your rent. I feel like middle class is when you can send your kids to college and that college is like any school but like Harvard or Princeton or anything like that. You're not really sweating it. And you ain't sweating it. That's middle you right. That's middle class. Yeah. That's exactly what middle class really looks like is when you ain't got but so much where you're like, oh maybe maybe I'll work an extra day so I can afford Harvard. Um when I was when I was growing up, like I say, even though I went to this great high school with these great credentials, mm-hmm. and I graduated with an advanced diploma, when it came time for college, I couldn't afford some of the schools I got into. Right. My mom couldn't afford to, the tuition. Um, I didn't have a financial aid. I didn't have a grants. Like I didn't apply for that because I don't. I wasn't thinking about it. Right. I thought I was middle class. I wasn't middle class. So, and the sad part is. My mom was doing that on a single parent teacher salary, mm. which means we need to pay our teachers more. That's that's another thing. Yeah, she was a teacher for a long time. She's working in the school system forever, and um, we disrespect teachers honestly. My wife is a teacher now, and like the amount of work they want her to do, like so they want her to teach these kids virtually and in person simultaneously, but they also want her to teach teachers. How to, how to speak Spanish, right? She's an ESL teacher. And like, she, she ain't vibing with that. She shouldn't. That's not, that's not really her, is that in the job description? Not, not for real. And like, and, and that's the thing, like she, she loves the kids. Yeah. And like, she go above and beyond way too much. Like she honestly, what your job description is as a teacher, it should be like a nine to five type situation. It's, it's, a, it's an eight to three. If then, if then. <laughs> you if got them kids, you finish them for the standardized test. Yeah. That's a wrap. Yeah. Right? Everything after that she does, she'd be working until 11 o'clock at night. She's talking to parents because mm. they, they don't speak no English. She can't talk to nobody else. Grading stuff, probably? Well, when I tell you, when I tell you she, no, nah, bro, it go beyond that. When I tell you she be calling the, the, the electric company to to because they don't have anybody to speak Spanish, the electric company, so she's translating for the, for the, the immigrants who don't speak English because oh. the parents don't speak English. She's translating for them to Lush Company to let them know, like, yo, we can have the money in two weeks, but we ain't got the money today. Please don't turn the lights off because we got six kids and we got to feed them. Right. You know what I'm saying? We got to keep the lights on so they can, so they can, we can charge our phones so we can get an alarm so we can go to work so we can turn the stove on so they can eat later. Right. Right. Like, you turn our lights off, you can kill our kids, but we need this money. We just got to this country. Right. That's what she does. And it's hard because to hear that she has so many kids with so many parents that have so many troubles, like, like I, I can't tell you how many times she came to me and said, 
hey, the, the parent of my kids just passed away, mm. or they were just murdered, mm. or 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 this child is dead now. Right. This it's just like yo, that's a first grader. Yeah. That's a kindergartner, and they and they they not here no more. Right. So when I was a kid, and I used to hear about other kids in my grade or, or like younger, like getting shot or like a bullet accidentally going through a window and clipping a kid yeah, and they rare. passed away. Yeah. And it hurt yeah, every yeah, time yeah. I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine what it felt like to be a teacher. So every time you hear it, you feel it. Mm-hmm. So if it happened to three kids, right, I might know one of the three when I was a kid. Right. But in Petersburg, she knew all three. Right. So to her, it's happening every month. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. We had a kid that got shot like two years ago. And that was one of her kids. Like immediately, you know what I'm saying? The tears fell from her eyes because mm-hmm. she's a caring person. But that's how we live. Now, to bring it all back, because I didn't want on a crazy tangent. A little bit. That's very that's interesting. American propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're going to tell you we're doing okay, we're doing better. It ain't the same thing as it was in the 80s and 90s, the crap epidemic. But yeah. at the same time, yes, we still struggling out here. Petersburg need love and appreciation. Please help us, America, appreciate us and help us for what we are. And also, for all those who, who scream that they're patriots, uh, we can talk about January 6th. Um, America still colonizes they're going to tell you love America because America is the best country in the world. But at the same time, yo, we still colonizing. So if you're mad at colonizers, you'd be mad at ourselves. We still doing it. Um, Puerto Rico been 50-50 on whether or not to be a state or or or, or, or independent country for forever. Yeah. Um, and it's going to stay that way for a long time because the colonizer mentality is still there. Mm-hmm. We go into these small countries. We said we're going to free you from somebody else's rule. All right. And what it actually means is we cannibalize you. We take you into ours. We're using you. So they go into Puerto Rico. They said we're freeing you from Spain. Mm-hmm. But what we're doing is we're taking your resources. We're taking your availability. Everything good you got to offer, we're going to take. Land, all of that. But we're not going to give you 100% of the, the, the citizenship you deserve. You know? Yeah, jump through hoops. All types of shit. So either make it a state or make it not a state. The whole concept of territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, uh, the Persian Islands, all that, like, that's... It's ownership. It's ownership. It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, that's it's, U.S. property. That's U.S. colonization. That's what it looked like. It's a colony without calling it a colony. But, yeah. Right. But we got guest questions. I want to lighten it up a little bit. We got heavy. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Let's get some. We put, a, we put out a little, little filler out here to see if we get some guest questions. So... I'm gonna start with your mom's question. Oh, go yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> she wow. She asked, yeah, she said, uh, what is your biggest weakness and how can you spend it to be a benefit? That's my wife question. Oh, my bad, I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom, yeah, my mom had a question too, but that joint is mad funny. But no, no, that's the all right. So my wife's question is serious though. So I thought about it and I didn't want to tell her in person. Uh, but I gave her a little like a little preview. So my biggest weakness, right? To me, I think it's, bro, my procrastination is crazy. Yeah, you be late a lot, too. Yo. Well, that I, might be one and the same. Yo, it's for real. Like, yeah. I got, all right, so I got a sleep problem. 
for those who don't know, I got sleep apnea, but it's like undiagnosed. And I've been trying to get it diagnosed officially. And like the moment I tried to like get a sleep study done and like went to the doctor and paid like a hundred dollars to the doctor to, to get like a referral, um, I had I caught pneumonia and I almost died. I thought it was COVID. I thought, yeah, I thought it was COVID. We can talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but like, her surgery almost was over. Yeah, yo, I, yeah, I was almost six feet under at this joint. I thought I was fit to die. I was about to be out here with Heavy D and, and Bernie Mac and my granddaddy, bro. Like, pneumonia took him out, and um, it, it was almost me. Hey, yo, speaking of which, right, you know how they got that show, uh, I Almost Got Away With It? I want to see a show where people thought it was, all, it was a rap. <laughs> I thought yo, it was over. Yeah. I always wanted to see that show. <laughs> When I, when I tell you I wrote a will on an index card, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was, don't worry, though, bro. You got all my figures. <laughs> you got all my comments, bro. I, I got want, you. Bro. I just want the Dr. Doom back that I gave you. That's all I want. It was on the list. <laughs> I made a whole list, bro. But, so, so my biggest weakness, right? Um, procrastination. So, I, I have a hard time with doing things I, I can't plan I'm I'm a bad planner I can't plan worth nothing bro like I'm not people like yo what you gonna do tomorrow I'm like oh yeah I already thought of it. I ain't think of it I'm not gonna think of it I'm not going to do it I'm not gonna sit here and marinate on not on what I'm not gonna do like I'm not writing it down I'm not putting it in right I'm not putting it in my phone I'm not gonna talk about it or what nothing none of that okay what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait to the very last second until I'm under pressure and it's it's crushing me. I'm cold and it's trying to make me into a diamond. The pressure's on, right? And I'm going to give you the most brilliant speech or the most brilliant idea, the spark of genius, right? To the point where you're going to think it was planned out. But my improv skills are so good. Now, how do I turn it into to my asset? Right, yeah, right. I've done it so long in my life that I'm so good at improv now. I don't think about things that had it. I literally wait. I'm impulsive. I wait. I wait till the last second, and I'll give you something. So my my first draft looked like everybody final edit. No, That's how I am. I want you to know, like my anxiety is just flaring up as you talk. Hey, I'm crazy with it. Ah. And look, I got bad anxiety too. That's why I don't do it, right? So like, I, I keep thinking to myself. I said, if I work on it now, and they end up telling me like, "Yo, never mind, we don't need it," I wasted my time, and I freak out, right? Yeah. So I don't do it, and I sit there and I go, people are like, "Yo, you worked on that thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, hundred percent for sure." And then I and then I sit there and wait. So most of the time, which we all ever see me uh, on the show, or whatever, like it's first time, it's impulse, it's right there. At, in the moment, yeah. like in the heat of the moment, most of the time. That's true. It's in my jobs. It's in my life. When I was in school, I'm talking. I'm telling you, if I got an eight o'clock class, I started writing that that twenty page paper at seven a.m. I'm not Hell. Out. That's how I learned to type, bro. I'm writing them out. I'm trying to bang it out in an hour. I'm like, bam, 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 bam. This is my this is my research. This is what I did. I'm telling you, when I when I tell you I research, look, this is how I do it. Alex said it already. I'm a renaissance man. Yeah. I just be out here reading random books. I might read a psychology book tomorrow. Yeah. And then, and then, bam, somebody be like, yo, give me a speech about Batman. I'm like, boom, got you. Think about a psychology book I read three weeks ago. 
act like I just researched it for the project and did it and did it prior and 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 and, and, and did three days worth of research. But the reality is just some stuff I remember because I got a good memory. And then bam, I did it twenty minutes prior to the thing. And you think I I spent weeks on it, right? But in actuality, it's been fifteen minutes, yeah. So my man Mike, we talked about Mike earlier, right? So my man Mike used to say to me, he said, he said, how do you do that? How do you fabricate information like you've been thinking about it for weeks and you just thought of it on the spot? I said, because I understand that people expect that from me. Right. But I'm so impulsive, I say it after they ask the question because I think about it in seconds. Right. But I I keep the information on my mind because I got acute paddock, acute pattern recognition i'm sorry i'm tore up y'all acute pattern recognition and what i do is i take that information i save it in my mind somewhere it releases back out when i need it the most and then i tell them that's some that's some rain man shit that's not renaissance man and it bro when i tell you i'm i'm blessed with this acute pattern recognition bro when i got it this memory recall is serious son so, like, that joint got me through school. I have never studied for a single test in my entire life and made it through school with advanced diploma, bro, without studying one. Hey, sketchy. Tell how many times I ain't never done the homework. And it, like, matter of fact, almost didn't graduate. Let me tell you why I didn't graduate. Wait a second. Time out. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so my, my, my trigonometry class, right? Yeah. 20% of your grade is due to filling out a binder. Okay. Oh, no. With all your homework collected. Yeah. I didn't do homework for oh, a whole year. Dude. For a whole year, I didn't do homework. Because I don't do homework, bro. I'm terrible at it, right? I just be like skipping it. I'll be like, y'all, I'll just take the test later. So when the chief was like, yo, you didn't turn the binder, you're going to fail this class. Oh, and I was just like, what you mean? She was like, if you don't turn the binder at all, you fail the class. That's what it is. The test alone can't make you pass the class. I set it up so that you have to turn in some homework. That's so I was like, I didn't realize that. She's like, you didn't pay, you didn't read the syllabus? It's like, no. Nah. To be honest, I've never read a syllabus. I just see him. I t- I toss him in my book bag. I never look at him later because I procrastinate so bad. Yeah, facts. Whoever read a syllabus, I, I got bad anxiety, bro. I don't look at, I don't look at plans. Like I, I'm so bad at planning, I don't look at other people's plans. So what I do is right. <laughs> so, so let's talk about right before graduation. I don't even think my mom knew this. So right before graduation, I'm in school, right? Yeah. I did a year's worth of homework. <laughs> so and how 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 many days? It, one day. So if you if you um if you have a high enough score in some classes, you don't have to take um you don't have to take a final in high right. school. Right. It's like if you pass SOL or whatever, you don't have to take a final in like mm-hmm. certain classes. Yeah, so yeah. so I definitely like all right, boom, I ace my SOLs. I ain't got to take a final for like four classes. I'm about to spend 24, like I'm going to spend 24 hours doing all my trigonometry homework, homework for the year. And like some of them, she was like, yo, you ain't show your work for like 30% of this. I was like, but did I get the right answer though? She was like, yeah. I said, all right, boom, let's move it on. Let's get it done. Right. She let me turn in the binder. The day of graduation, she let me turn in the binder. Like I handed it to her. She looked at it. She was like, "All right, you cool. I'm gonna give you credit. You graduate." And I'm like, "Thank you so much." So I walk across the stage, get this advanced diploma, show my mother, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get my hug, one of my five hugs in my lifetime for my moms before that point in time in my life. I only had five hugs for my mom at that point in time in my life. And one of those is because I, I, I did 24 hours to do a year's worth of work in trigonometry. And I killed it. But the procrastination, definitely my number one weakness. My bias for action is low. But I'm so good at the last second that people swear I've been doing it for a long time. So what Mike used to say to me, he says, if that's you operating at 40%, I would love to see what you look like at 100%. That's if you actually point. planned it from the beginning and like and like worked everything out, and if we saw your final draft for anything, because well, most of the time when I show people what, I, what they call my final draft, is my first draft or my second draft. All right. <laughs> I never usually get to the final draft point because by that time they already gave me the grade and I didn't care no more. All right. Even in real life now, even though we ain't doing grades no more, I go to work, whatever. We do this podcast, same thing. It's on the spot, day of, I'm last second, I'm in the room, I get drunk, I say, yo, let me fire it off real quick. I told y'all I'll be, I'll be playing things out for weeks, right? Here's what it is. I think about it, forget about it, think about it, forget about it, and on the day I'll go, Man, I hope I'm on spot. Oh man, <laughs> I, I hope I'm on fire that day. I hope I hope I'm witty enough. I was about to say I do the same thing for the podcast. Though. Other stuff, though, I gotta write it down, bro. I gotta plan it. But see, the thing I like about planning is that you gotta rely on other people. Facts. My guys, I don't trust people. Facts, man. I, yo, I can't. I want to so bad. I, I don't even want to. I've I'm been on. disappointed too many times. I'm almost thirty. I'm just like, you know what? If I can't do it on my own, bro, it just, just might, it just might not happen. Let me let me tell you about what happens when you hit thirty. <laughs> the the night of uh I was twenty nine and I was like, yo, at midnight I'm gonna technically be thirty. Right. I ate a bunch of food with hot sauce on it. I'm talking about crazy habanero. Well, how would you do that at twenty nine? Anyway, hey man, you still gotta, it's still gotta. Ever... I, w- I wanted to hang on to my twenty so bad. Come on, I, I was on fire. Yeah. At midnight at I like twelve fifteen, I was like. Mm. I'm 30 now because I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> that stomach was cussing you the fuck out. Yeah, it was bubbly. Yeah. Yeah, it was bubbly. Like, if it's oh, on something like a percolator, that's right. my stomach. I got I to gotta get this top five because we still got to get through these guests. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boy, quick, 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 quick. Now, I'm going to do, do, I'm, I'm going to do my top five. Go quick. I'm listening. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to do three. You want to do three? All right. First and foremost, top five Drake songs. <laughs> Yo, when I tell y'all, just Alex is the worst, bro. My man is the worst, bro. All right, all right. I couldn't help it. That's funny. You got a real answer. Go ahead. You were Hold on. No, no. I, 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 hold on. All right. So, um, oh man, Marvin's room. Okay. Everybody knows it's a classic. Yeah. Started from the bottom. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, God's plan. I like. So, I didn't. I wouldn't have put God's plan that high before, uh, because it was very gimmicky. Sure. The video or the song in general. In general. Okay. In general, both. Like, but it like the video was too gimmicky. It was very gimmicky. But the but the song was still gimmicky, and um, but I tell y'all, when I found out that Drake's son's middle name was Abed. Oh. 
And he said, I don't live out my bed. My bed and my mama, I'm sorry. Right. And, and then his son's middle name is my bed. I was like, he didn't even tell us he had a son yet, but he was already talking about his son in the rhymes. I was like, you know what? I give Drake a little bit because that was fire. That that was fire. He be having fire moments. I still be hating on him. It's a play on words so anybody can say it and it won't sound crazy. Facts. Yeah. Headlines. I love headlines. Headlines is catchy. The video is, is silly. He <laughs> can't look tough with the Nike gloves. No. He tried so And it's like too, it's too poppy for it to be like a tough guy song. And, and this is before he had his beard implant. They can't talk about Stone, it. Stone, why? Been <laughs> I never thought about it until Cam said it. I was like, you're right. That man went from no beard to the whole beard real quick. I mean, he just stopped shaving. It happens. Mm. Mm-mm. That's for you. Let me tell y'all something. Your boy Herb been working on like a full beard for forever. It don't happen. I got native blood in me. I got Taino blood, like actual Taino blood in me. And um, we don't grow facial hair like that. So my facial hair grows real strong right here and right here. And I'm starting to get it right here to connect the goatee, right? Yeah. But I get on the cheeks before I get it like here. You know what I'm saying? So like it come in real thin on the edges from the sideburns. Across the jawline. Sideburn strong. Jawline weak. Bottom strong. But here's the thing though, right? You don't need it. Like South of the equator, you don't need a beard. Facts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like I got I got that blood in me and it's obvious. Drake's from Canada though. You need a beard. But but I his people from Canada. His mom from Canada, I think. I don't know about his dad. Dad no, dad from Tennessee. Right. Lionel Richie. You, you seen that you seen, you seen that big ass mustache his dad got. Yo, that thing is serious. That joint, like four caterpillars having sex. That yeah, joint is Christ. Wow. How many songs is you on? Is it four? Yeah, that's four. That's four. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Fifth one. Um, what's that? What's that? Drink? Pop, I like. I like that too. Oh, was it back to back? Were you dissing me? <laughs> were no, no, that was a good song, but with me. But like, all right. So people give it a lot of disrespect. But Holla I'm Bling actually like Holla I'm Bling. I can spell Holla I'm Bling right now. Like, uh, like, I like the cha cha. Like the 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 dram joint. Yeah. I like the dram joint. Yeah. I like it yeah. a lot. But it's not um, the same song though. It's the same song, but it's not the same song. Right. It's the same feel. So you can tell he stole from it. It's a vibe. Yes. Tell he stole the vibe. But, but it's not the it's not the same song. But but when Drake. Put the joint and like and then and the lyrics is so toxic too. Like, yeah, it is. But Drake <laughs> is toxic. Martin Room is toxic. He, yo, facts. Like, and like you, you can feel it. The toxicity, right? And the toxicity in our city. But in our city. But, but Drake, I feel it. But that's realistic. Drake, like people can relate to it. And I don't know if we ever talk about that part of Drake. That why people can relate to it because he's yo, toxic as fuck. Yeah, that that's. People no like way. people claim J. Cole because J. Cole is kind of not pure, but he's got this weird level no. of. They, they, they claim J. Cole because they want to be, they want to feel like they're better people. That's what I'm are. saying. Yeah. But Drake I'm is actually you. what we are. Yeah. This is about less money. A little bit toxic, a little bit fucked Petty, up. Petty, yeah. Yeah. And I don't cuss on the show normally, but like I had to. Yeah. Because this adds serious, bro. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the part that makes me so mad. Is you don't want to claim any of that. Like we feel things, we have emotions, all that type of shit, right? We don't want to claim none of it. 
That's true. And then Jake, Jake definitely, if, uh, if you don't relate to anybody, like, all the messed up things Drake does that that I insult him for on the show regularly, right? All this Walsh stuff, a it's, large percentage of the population is guilty of. Yeah, like we've all real. done something toxic in our lifetime. That's that's why Drake is so popular. Yeah. It's, 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 it's relatable. You went to the studio, you heard somebody else do their verse, and you like, I, well, I want to do the same verse. <laughs> And you just cut out their verses. You have more money. It's the average person. That is fucked up. I ain't talking about person? that. No. I, I mean, if you had the money to do that, I guess you would. But <laughs> but I'm not talking about that type. I'm talking about the content of the song, not how the songs get made. That's true. Because I, I tell you what, how long Bling got the same energy as is an old song. I don't know if, if y'all know a lot about rock music in general, but it's a song called like. Oh, it's like centerfold, right? Um, my who? I don't remember the name. It's um, uh, I don't remember the name of the artist. But it's like um, my heart runs cold. My memory has just been stolen. Um, that may be all you can legally sing. My my love lies in the centerfold. So essentially, the song is about uh, so. The, the artist singing the song, right? So the right start. He's like, he's talking about how his his crush from his childhood. Yeah. When he sees her later, she's like a centerfold in, in like a, a pornographic magazine. Okay. And like basically the concept is she first streets now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's very toxic imagery now. Yeah. Like it's slut shaming, which we're not okay with now. But um. That's the kind of vibe of Howling Wing Ring. It's just like, I used to love you. I used to think you was for me, but you really for the streets. It's the same concept. So he bit off a centerfold. We ain't gonna talk about it, but he bit off a centerfold. It's the same energy. Right. But, but that like, generation don't know what centerfold is. Sure, but like, there's an average dude that's not one to put that one together. But like, right. Taylor Swift toxic as hell. She does every ex she ever had, ever. Ever. So hey, guess what? The relationship might not even been that bad, but you know what? I gotta make these songs though. So you did this, this, and this. <laughs> when they, when they, when they took a, they took photos of Taylor Swift on a, a a hike, yeah, camping with one of her boyfriends, yeah, and they saw how like tired and exhausted she looked, mm-hmm. and like how refreshing, but but like annoyed he looked with yeah. her yeah. complaining. Yeah, they was like, "Yo, Taylor Swift, we're gonna her next album." <laughs> Straight up saying like she only went on this hike so she can get annoyed, so she can get frustrated to to make this dude a mad. Song called the Mountain. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what's on the album or not, but that's <laughs> to break to make this dude break up with her so she can complain about it later. And I felt it because it happened. Kanye after the, that hike, Kanye was the greatest thing that ever happened to her. She gave her he gave her so much material. That's true. And then they did a song together. And I don't even remember the name of the song. But, but literally, I didn't listen to the song, but I saw the news about the song happening, right? Yeah. And I went, that is the greatest thing that happened in music in decades because of the propaganda. Oh <laughs> like my the, God. the media told me how good it was, and I made me want to listen to Taylor Swift more and made me want to listen to Kanye more because I went, I can't believe they're finally going to collaborate after Kanye said that Wow, stuff about her. He didn't say. First and foremost, he never said nothing bad about her. He just said Beyonce deserved that award more. 
He told the truth, but he disrespected her. Oh, the timing of it was absolutely horrible. When when he <laughs> Kanye was off some 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 similar alcoholic beverage. I don't know what he had, but it, it had to be orange. You believe? I think it was Tennessee. I'm pretty sure he was still doing the Amber Rose. Like, DJ Akin, it was kind of bottled Tennessee. <laughs> he went buck wild. Like, <laughs> and he was, he popped the whole stage. And Taylor Swift was like, <laughs> I can't believe you would do that to me. But back to Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, yeah. How smart she is. She understands that she is unseasoned chicken. Right. She has tried to <laughs> season herself, like, recently. And when uh, we talked about before in Demi Lovato. We gotta, we gotta chill out with her though. We kind yeah. No, 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 no. She said she said she didn't want rap artists on her on her songs, and then asked Wiz Khalifa to be on her song because he was popular then. She said it, realized that hip hop was actually top forty. Changed her mind because her career was fading and Wiz Khalifa was taking off. Sure. Changed her mind, disrespecting him. Taylor Swift never disrespected hip hop artists. No. People said, oh, 1989. One over Kendrick Lamar's album. That's ridiculous. I hear you. I hear you, right? Yeah. But at the same time, have you ever heard 1989? No. Let me tell you something about 1989. Um, Bad Blood. Sure. Uh, Blank Space. So these songs have crazy hip hop beats. You want to tell me? Them. Hear, hear me out though. A white a white woman won an award over a black dude. Ooh, oh no, that's surprising. It's not surprising. Exactly. It's not surprising at all. It could have been anybody. But at the same time, 1989 yeah. was a fire. Oh, I'm not saying in the bad music or anything like that. That's an unpopular opinion in the black community. I get it. I get it in the black community. I understand it's an unpopular opinion in the black community. And in the regular world, that's a popular opinion, which is gross, which me and Alice talked about before about what black famous is and what regular famous is. Pseudo Renaissance, which sucks that I mean, it's that way, because it's like it's not even a regular world. You can literally, it's not right. People, well, white people live in a world where they can literally just ignore everything that's black they want. That's facts, bro. I'm thinking about the looking at your shirt right now, and I'm thinking about the fact that like, okay, so Chun Li is from China, mm-hmm. Ray is from Japan, mm-hmm. Ken is from America, right? Zingief is from Russia. Yeah. And Bison, who is originally known as Balrog, is from Thailand. Really? And he was Taiwanese? Yeah. Oh. No, Thailand. Thailand, excuse me. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Vega, who was originally known as Balrog, <laughs> is supposed to be from Spain. Right? right. So I'm sitting there looking at his shirt and like, okay, two of those are white people. But everyone in there, we associate with being Asian, right? Mm-hmm. But in America, they're all white people. Yeah. They're all white people, even though they're like half of them are Asian. Yeah. Well, more than half of them are Asian. Um, but at the same time, none of them are black. Yeah. I was so confused at the Street Fighter movie when Ryu was an Asian dude. I was like, wait, but he's a white dude in the game. Exactly, but he's supposed to be Japanese. I know. And he looks white because anime makes characters look white even though they're not. Shout out to the homie Rich, by the way, who sent me this picture. He was talking about he's gonna be on a guest on the show at some point. He was said we was talking about Mortal Kombat. 
He sent me this picture from the 90s joint of Sub-Zero, who was this Italian dude. <laughs> and he called him Vincenzo Sub-Zero. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty true. <laughs> it was like somebody from Godfather was cosplaying. Uh, yo, that's um, 100%. That's what I live for. <laughs> no, I think you and Richard get along real. Y'all get along real well. Yo, I'm excited to I'm excited to get him on this show because I, 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 I like I was just looking at his Instagram and I was like, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. And I want I want to see what like I want to I fully expand his take on that post. Yeah. No, we gonna we gonna it's, it's gonna be me, <laughs> two uh like giant Hispanic dudes who like they be twins. So we did the top five Drake song. I'm gonna do the top five superhero powers. 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 I don't oh wow, boy. Yo, yo, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's that's crazy. I never expected that that question. All right. Um. Okay. First off, super durability. Okay. Because so many heroes have it, and you guys don't realize it. Because taking a hit from somebody else, some villain power, it usually would just kill you ASAP. Mm-hmm. And they be surviving. And they say, oh, it's willpower. No. No. To have super strength without durability is insane. Because you may be even strong enough to lift a car. But your hands will be cut up yeah. from from the metal. Muscles get tired too. Facts. So you gotta have super durability with it. Like they don't talk about it, but it's there. It's true, right? It's one and the same. So super durability, number one, first off, like to 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 be able to like some like flight, to be able to sustain the power, not getting like wind burn and resistance from the air coming pressure coming from you. Yeah. You gotta have super durability. Your lungs gotta be stronger. That's just off rip. So, super durability, number one. Solid. Um, regeneration, I would say number two, because I don't care who, what superhero it is. Like, if you get a fire burn to your chest or something, like, it's supposed to be like four or five weeks before that joint start healing. Yeah. Superheroes be healed like the next day. It's crazy. It's true. So, <laughs> I feel like they all got a little bit of regeneration. They might all be Wolverine, but they heal up in the same, in the middle of the fight. Mm-hmm. But, like, after the fight, they'd be good, like, two days later. Um, matter of fact, I read a book. I read a lot of men in human fiction. It was a joint where it's, like, A to Z. And, it, like, each story started with the, that letter. And um, one of them was about a character called Dormouse, who just had, like, a regenerative regener- regener- mm. ability yeah. of a Dormouse. Okay. Dormouse. Dormice. Yeah. Right? It's a type of mouse called a Dormouse. Has actually has uh, a super high regenerative ability in real life. Like the animal itself, like if you if you stab a dormouse, you cut a dormouse, like it will heal up before the days over. With. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. the cell regeneration is super high. All right. Um, I don't know if it's that size or whatever, but it's just a, a species thing. Okay. Um, Interesting. So yeah, that's two regeneration. Right. All right. Um, flight. Just just because everybody in the world loves when a character can fly. Superman started off jumping super high and then the world decided it should be flight because they love flight so much. It's really cool. It is. Bro, it's a comic book though where uh, he was running across the power line. That's how fast he was. You talking about you talking about you talking about uh blue and black. No Superman nineties. No, Superman smashes the clan. That's yo, that's a classic. Yeah. No, I remember that. Sorry. Right. 
He was running across the pond. I thought that was dope. Um, we on three now. All right. So after flight, um, super strength is always a joint. Everybody want everybody wants super strength for no reason. Uh, and invisibility. I don't agree with invisibility myself. I would take energy projection of invisibility. Tell y'all why. So um, what is it? Personally, yeah, it's an energy projection. Sorry, fine. The world would say invisibility because they they say that it's a stronger power. But at the same time, every time you have a character with invisibility, yeah. there's always so many characters that have the ability to see the invisibility. Yeah, it's, kinda... it's so. But you got to though. You got to. It's so. It's a waste of time. No, but it's because you gotta have. So here's my thing, right? And like, it, it doesn't get used properly. But there has to be an opposite for everything, right? Balance. You know what I mean? So like, right. but it's never used right. Like I just keep, I keep thinking about how Star Wars ended, and they had that whole Jedi poor writing. Yeah, yeah, it's all poor writing. So that's what it is. Nah, yeah, I agree with that. Cause um, I tell y'all when it's underrated, um, that we don't see a lot on this list because most people don't know it exists. Density manipulation, Martian Manhunter, Vision. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's manipulative. Uh, Shadow Cat. Density manipulation is 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 like one of the best powers that you could ever have. Some of us are any anime fans out there. I hear Academia, the most popular in the West, the most popular manga anime in the West. Lamillion literally just have density manipulation and almost KO'd somebody. That was way more powerful than them off rip. From some effect that, like, if you be- can become intangible due to density manipulation, the whole concept of your your cell nucleus has become so spread out that, like, you can move through other molecules is a crazy concept. And physically, it's possible if you could ever figure out how to do it, yeah. right? Uh, which is looking at the concept alpha particles, which I have done. For of course you have comic stuff, right? <laughs> right? Like I was looking at alpha particle. And I was like you fire you fire an alpha particle beam at a cell nucleus and you can see just how many alpha particles exist in the pro uh in the protons of a nucleus. Right. And you can see exactly where the nucleus is residing in the cell because the nucleus is not always reside in the middle. Sometimes it's off center. Mm-hmm. Because Natural life doesn't work that way. I don't know if you guys understand how we're developed and created of, of, of these individual particles uh, combined and to make different things. But nucleuses are not always in the middle. Sometimes they're off-centered. And that's how you create a person. Well, that makes sense, though. Yeah. yeah that makes that's, sense. That's, that's crazy physics. We'll get into quantum physics. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll All right. I got one more top five. I'm trying to. I don't know how where I want to go with it exactly. I was thinking top five Godzilla villains, but I was like, no. I was like top five like com- favorite comics like issues and why. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Which one do you like more? All right. <laughs> Which one yeah. Which one do you like more? We'll we'll, we'll go comic issues because that because there's some issues that 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 ring true to me like way too hard. Okay. Okay. So. There's an issue of Marvel Spotlight. Like Marvel okay. Spotlight number five or something, right? Like okay. volume three. Um, 
it's the issue where Magneto has a um he has the longest story in that issue. So Marvel Spotlight, for those who don't know, is like multiple characters shown in one issue of Marvel Spotlight. It's like it's like a, uh let's a, let's make an anthology of short stories is what mm. Marvel Spotlight is. So Magneto is um is doing his his evil brotherhood thing like normal, mm. right? That's what the outsiders call it. That's not what Magneto calls it. But he's working out like, all right, bam, he's got Quicksilver, he's got Scarlet Witch back with him. He, he's like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna find some some great allies, mm. and he's found a group of mutants that he thinks would be great mm. to ally with him for the Brotherhood. Come to find out, he he recognizes one the guy. He's talking to him, he meets with him. He's like. I'll recognize you a little bit. Why, why, why you look so familiar to me? Right. And the guy's like, oh, you might remember me from Auschwitz. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, bet. Yeah. Okay. So what, what, um, where's your number? Where's your, where's your, where, where, where's your number to, to signify which Jew you were? Yeah. Right. And the guy's like, oh, no, I was one of the Nazis, but, but I, but I redeemed myself. I don't, I don't think that way anymore because I now know I'm a mutant and, and that's not okay. And Magneto was like, no, you were still a Nazi. Yeah. You still thought it was okay to, to demean people for being something different than what you were. It's the whole premise of why I'm fighting for what I'm fighting for. Right. Right. So in a brief instant, right, and then the way they show it in the panels, they don't show you all that analog I just gave you. It literally goes from him realizing, like, him trying to struggle to recognize the guy, the whole conversation the guy's talking, and he finally remembers him, and he's just like, Wait a minute, were you officer session session? The guy was like, Yeah. And as soon as he says, Yeah, his head explodes. Dang. Because Magneto takes the iron in his blood and like rips it through his brain and was like, Yo, boom, it's a rat. Kills that guy instantly. And then Scarlet Witch and, and, and um, Quicksilver were like, Yo, what was that about? And he's like, I don't know, he was a Nazi. So I don't care that he's a mutant. He's. He's racist and prejudiced. Yeah. We're, we're not allowing him in as a group. He's got to suffer like the rest of them. That's the whole point of this is to get back at the racist. So it's not to get back at people. It's to get back at the people who hate people. Yeah. Which how is Magneto ever the villain? He should have never been. Like I mean, he may not be like a goody two shoes hero, but he's not really. When, when he joined the X Men, yeah. I was like, about time. Yes. Because yeah. they need that. They need that feeling of hey, sometimes like, people hate us and they need to stop hating they us. They should just bro. give them the X Force. Like Facts. And he just always should have been like leader of the X Force. Good look. Why have they never I mean, Marvel? Get on it. He <laughs> may have done it, like he may have been on part of run one run, but like I mean like his daughter was on it, but like that's not enough. But no, I'm saying he should be like the leader of the X Force. Like that should be his group. It should have been. It should have been a whole secondary group of just Magneto and his people, but like a good line, stop, stop making him an enemy. He's not the enemy. He's a Holocaust survivor. No, yeah, he who be, wants prejudice to be stopped. He should, stop yeah, yeah. should be <laughs> taking out enemies of like mutants. He's a civil rights activist who some people think take it too far, but it's only because they're part of the group that they're taking it against. Yeah. Okay, you're the oppressors in that scenario. Yeah, stop being upset. That would be like a white person being upset because black people get treated badly. Stop being mad. Like, yeah. Get out of here. Get out of my face. Uh, um, that's one issue. So we got four. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So there, there's um, Captain America 
volume, volume three, issue twenty-five. Is when Cap dies. Um, okay. When he gets shot through the collarbone by Crossbones, because first off, Crossbones wasn't that serious of a character back then, right? But when that happened, you were like, "Ooh, snap!" Crossbones is the one that took out Captain America out of all the, the was, villains. Yeah, trying to make him like Bane. Out of all the barons, yeah, he Crossbones finally did it. Right, yeah. he was Red Skull's subordinate. Yeah. Red Skull's daughter's boyfriend, and he finally did it, mm. right? Like, right. And it, it was tough. Um, now, granted, you could say Crossbones did it, but you could also say Tony Stark was responsible. I mean, yeah, yeah, because Cap couldn't defend himself. He was handcuffed. He was handcuffed, walking in public with, yeah. his, with his mask off, which yeah. is insane. Already morally defeated. Insane. It's too much. Even um, though he, he wasn't wrong. Cap was not... That, the Civil War in the comics and the movies is different. Because Cal was never wrong in the comics. It, it wasn't. It was literally like, hey, people need privacy. And Tony Stark was like, no, invasion of space. Yeah. I want to know what people are doing when they go into the bathroom. Like, yeah. it was facts. And he was, Cal was like, I don't know if that's okay. Yeah. We got families. Yeah. Now, Cal was so quick to throw hands in the comics, though, too. He was. But at the same time, he wasn't wrong. I, was, I remember reading this, and I was being like, there's no way that Cap is ever wrong in this, like, comic. Yeah. Let me tell you why I hate Civil War too. Uh, <laughs> because it was Captain Marvel who took Tony Stark's spot, yeah. spot in the first one. Yeah. And, and then Tony's, like, Captain Marvel was like, we're in space now. Space criminals. <laughs> yeah. Future, like, like future like, stuff. Yeah. We're, we're Earth, Earthlings. It's, it's okay if we do it. And it's like, no, it's not okay. And it's like, hold on. Didn't you get Cat killed over it? Having the same arguments you're having right That's now? Same argument. And Tony Stark, like, which is why I dislike Tony Stark so much. And like true fashion was like, no, I'm rich and white. Yeah. Cap's middle class and white. He it's not the same. Oh, God. He has a poor man's mentality. It's different because I said it, and I was like, yo, get out of here, bro. I, they gotta write their character better. They yeah. gotta like Stein they gotta stop making him the archetype for like any type of like faction, the leader of any faction. It is. There's so many like other eras that like the child is a way more of an interesting leader in terms of like. Right and wrong, morally superior type stuff. Yeah, but you know, I mean, well, not okay. The world doesn't like that. All right, fine. Cap, well, one, okay, Captain Marvel. What about Spider Man? She's that. Some Spider Mans are not white, and they don't. Talk, I mean, Peter. Peter. Yeah, Peter Parker's been a grown man enough in the comics now to have like an actual opinion. But they show him as a child most of the time. He, he's a nerd. He's goofy. Yeah. You got to be a Chad like Tony Stark. So the only other person who could argue with Tony Stark ever is other Chads. Doctor Strange could get some play. I mean, it had to be like some type of mystical he's element a, to it. He's but. a nerd. Reed Richards is a nerd. Tony Stark is seen as a cool guy who's smart, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I don't know why he's one of the smartest men if, like, he's also so dumb at the same time. Like, when he made well, Ultron, like, Reed is stupid, too, though. Yo, but they they swear he's the smartest man ever. They swear like, he, he can't fix Ben Grimm. He can fix Ben Grimm. He don't want to. I'm about to say, I know yeah, better. Yeah. I know better, bro. He can fix him. He don't want to. And Dr. Doom called him out on I that. I was about to say, yeah, that's the whole thing. And like, he hit it. That's one of my favorite issues, too. When Dr. Doom calls out Reed uh, Richards freak. and says, it says, hey, listen, you can fix Ben Grimm. You can stop this nonsense with your son. Yeah. You ain't have to overage him. And stop this is like disrespecting your wife who was hot. Facts, bruh. Took you forever to marry her first off. And then when you married her, 
all you do is insult her all the time. And not pay attention to her. Uh, don't appreciate her brother. Disrespect him. And then you still ain't apologize for tearing up my experiment. You ain't no ability to touch her. We ain't gonna never talk about the fact that Reed Richards ain't had no reason to touch Dr. Doom's experiment. He'll let him fail on his own, he right? Could've. But all Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom had the right calculations. That's the worst part. He had the right calculations to talk to, to Mephesto's realm and talk to his mother. He had the proper calculation, calculations. They were all 100% correct. All right. Reed Richards went in there and go, I don't know if those are right. How would you know? Dr. Doom studied magic. He studied magic. He yeah. knows it exists. We just didn't know it existed. All right. But still was like, that doesn't register with my Western idea of calculus. So that's not right. And Dr. Doom was like, this goes beyond that. This is some stuff you've never heard of before. Yeah. And Reed was like, I'm the smartest man in the world. You don't know. And Dr. Doom was like, I don't know if you're the smartest. You're the smartest man in America. I don't know if you're the smartest man in the world. And Reed was like, no, I'm the smartest English speaker. So this is what's right. And Dr. Doom was like, well, hold on, white man. I'm a different type of white, and there's some brown people in my country, and I understand you don't respect brown people in yours, but math is different here. We know what we're talking about. And Reed Rich said, shut up. I'm going to change the calculations. And Dr. Doom said, you know what? I'm going to go back to square one because you tore it up, right? Yeah. He didn't go back to his original calculations. This is the problem. He just overcorrected for Reed's mistakes. Right. And that's what caused the explosion and ruined his face. All Reed had to do was mind his business. Exactly. There would have never been a villain known as Dr. Doom if Reed Richards had minded his business. But wasn't it Reed's fault they got their powers? Because he wouldn't mind his business? Absolutely. Not correct. so much because he minded his business because he overdid it or something. Oh, yeah. He, he made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. He made a mistake. And then at the end, it was like, I don't know how this happened because I'm perfect in every way and the smartest man to ever live. And I was just like, yeah, Reed. Ultimately, Reed is the best Reed. Just Ultimate reason for the best because they make him a villain, and it's so oh, obvious. Yeah, yeah. When he finally realized that, like, yeah, that, yeah, I just really got a huge ego and I want to control everything. Yeah, it just, that was the best thing they ever did to Dillary. Perfect. Yeah. Now, and it's actually an interesting character too. That's it, uh three comics. It, number four, Marvel Spotlight twenty five. Okay. I guess I was Marvel, like five, three Marvel Spotlight. Whatever. All right, so it's the issue with Machine Man. Going to the therapist for the first time. Okay. So for those who don't know, Machine Man is a character. Just this is like what he says. He's 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 just, he's like a, a a android, right? Like he's well, I technically I think he was a man before, so I guess he technically would be a cyborg. But he's considered a robot now. So there's three different terms. They all mean three different things, but Machine Man. So technology from the Celestials. But he has a little tiny celestial. The smallest celestial. Celestials are these uh, android type gods who su supposedly created the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. One of them sits on his shoulder and gives him advice and talks to him and like, nobody else can see. That's hilarious. And he's in therapy and he's trying to talk about like, all right, so he's first introduced in the Silver Age and he was like a D-list character and right. he barely was mentioned and now he's finally getting more Mm -hmm. attention and he's like your life is hard yeah. living out here as an android you know i got stretchy arms and weird eyes and that's what's what it is i'm part robot and the whole issue is literally just him them talking about him his therapy session and the whole time a celestial's on his shoulder like god of the universe 
talking to him about like how the universe is made and why he's important. And he's just like, and I feel like people are just out here trying to guide me and it doesn't make any sense for what I'm trying to do. I just want to go to the grocery store. People tell me to go to another planet. What do I do? And the therapist is like, you know what? I do a lot with uh, superhumans and I can tell you, um, you just got to dial it back down and be human for a little bit. And then that's when Machine Man realizes, like, was I ever really human? Oh, wow. Like, that's I was crazy. never good at being a human. How can I be good at being a robot now? That's crazy. So, fire, right? Yeah, that, that's that was crazy. a fire concept. Uh, right. Some Doc Samson type stuff. There it is. Now, now for number five, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a step further. So, all from Marvel. So, uh, the first four were all Marvel, and they I were. get that. I'm, I'm a Marvel fanboy. I understand. But DC got some quality, too. They do. Never hate on DC. So... The issue of Flash, like Fast Men Lab, like when Bart Allen was Flash and the Rogues finally kill a Flash, they kill Bart Allen. I remember reading that issue mm. and being bewildered. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Like they're like they're stomping him out. Like yeah. it looked like a gang fight. Like it was bad. Like it was Captain Cold just like stomping on this man's neck. Like, like he was doing the A-Town slump. Oh, wow. And I was like, yo, Damn. what is happening right now? And Bart Allen just, and he stopped moving. And I was like, I'm going to flip a page and he's going to be moving again because that's how comics work. But then he didn't. All right. And I was like, what is it? And, and as I'm going, what is happening right now? The characters on the page are going, what is happening right now? It, it literally turns into the rogues being angry at each other. Like, they look at Abracadabra who is behind us yeah. uh, with Impulse, yeah. right? Um, the fake Impulse. It was a Bart Allen alternate reality variant from another dimension oh. that that started the plan to yeah. kill the Bart Allen Flash. Oh, okay. So so Captain Cole's like looking at the rest of the roads. He's like, I don't understand um, what just happened because before I got a Sub-Zero gun, but the Flash would just run through it. Like, it just slowed him down. It never killed him before. It never stopped him before what just happened. Yeah. Like, was that a regular dude or was that the Flash? Right. You know, whether it was just like, all right, so my lightning would make him dodge around, but it looked like he just zapped him right in his chest. Right. What just happened? Right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, freaking him out. Like, we should not be like, like, we never won before. They didn't like, know how to handle it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, villains never won before and they didn't know what to do. Like, even he waved, like, Mick, Mick is like the the craziest rogue. Like he's the most dangerous, deadly rogue as far as willing to murder. And Mick was like, "Hey, so listen, my my fire never killed nobody before. The Flash was so fast that he could run through the fire before the heat ever caught up to him. What just happened? I saw his soles and his feet burn. What just happened, man?" Abracadabra was like, "We won." 25th century technology, baby. We did it. And they, they stared at him for a long time. Like, you're out of group. Yeah. You can't kill a speedster. That's not our job. Yeah, and yeah. all the ropes each other like, our job is not to kill the hero. Because yeah. then other heroes going to take revenge. Yeah. Y'all want to fight Superman later? And everybody's like, no. <laughs> no, we don't. Wait, <laughs> bruh. You know how crazy the Joker has to be? Because he, he take it from anybody? And you don't care. <laughs> He's fought Superman on many occasions, and he's always successful because Superman doesn't never understands what's going on. Right? <laughs> he's always mad. He's, 
But like, I would think about like, that. This guy's got to have powers, and he doesn't. He's yeah. just like he's just ridiculous. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, if any any villain willing to kill in the in the same universe as Superman lives is just like, y'all really want some smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you got to. Joker can never care. He he's unbothered by Superman's existence. Matter of fact, I tell you the most ridiculous one, Cheetah. Right, so there's an episode of Batman Brave and Bold. Lex Luthor, Joker, and Cheetah get together, and they said we're gonna take on the big three. We're gonna separate mm-hmm. who we're fighting. Yeah, we keep losing against who we let's switch up, see yeah, what happens. Yeah. Cheetah gets she draws a short straw. She gets stuck with Superman. Right? Yeah, she didn't know Superman was weak to magic, mm-hmm. but she put some kryptonite nail polish on. And she rocked him, bruh. She, it was a rap. He didn't know what to do. He can't fight magic. She's all magic. Yeah. She was like, this is mad easy. Like she, she, like, she was holding him up above her head like, this is mad easy. This is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Lex Luthor complaining about, right? But Lex Luthor is fighting Batman. Like, Which is the same person. They the same person. The same Batman same don't person. kill people. Except Lex Luthor got more money. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> He was like, but he's dumb though. He don't know how to do it. He beat Luther up with dollars. Like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> he's like, you got that gadget. I got this gadget that's only made to specifically fight that gadget. Let's go. And Batman was like, this is annoying. I've never had anybody have as many gadgets to me. He's like, she never met nobody with money like you. Yeah, but and they fight billions. And they fist fight. Batman just wanted to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Facts, but they can get that far. Yeah, like it was. It was like if Elon Musk and and and. Jeff Bezos got together. It was like playing a game of spades. Who got more money? <laughs> Especially, by the way, Jeff Bezos will put hands on Elon, too, by the way. Yeah, he might, because he'd be practicing capoeira. Yeah, he put, he put hands on Elon. If it came to it. Yeah, but Elon got funny stories. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Damn. Hold on, let's see what time is. We got to get through these, what you call the questions, too. Oh, oh yeah, man, yeah, Thomas, yeah, yeah. go on. Yeah, I'm gonna do these what you call the questions. Bro. We already passed time? Oh, uh, we about to be. I ain't had a long go. Alright, go yeah. Go I'm, I'm about to we're about to go off in a second. Um so what were we at on the you had you ran through all the comics? Yeah, that was number five. Alright, let me run through these guest questions real quick. Uh OG. Oh, the timer right there. Uh OG Illa asks, why do you wear boots? Oh, so alright. If uh, like I already talked about this a little bit on the um Catching Light episode with JB Catching Light. Um, so you feel free to watch that episode if you guys haven't seen it to get like more of an answer. But essentially, I used to wear, I used to wear like Air Forces for a long time, and then I did, like Reebok Classics for a little bit because I couldn't find the forces and the high tops for my size foot at the time when I wore size twelve. And then I went to like a size thirteen, and what happened is. Um, my mother had a friend who was a correctional officer and he like was just getting rid of a bunch of shoes out of his wardrobe because mm-hmm. he had retired and he wasn't a correctional officer anymore. He had like a bunch of boots and stuff like and so he had these like magnum boots that he wore to work. And um I was like, you know what, let me try these things on. Uh, you know, so I was messing around at work and like I got tired of trying to buy sneakers for work. Mm-hmm. Um, that weren't forces like I was trying to like new balance and stuff whatever people said you needed for for the type of warehouse work I was doing like it wasn't working out like my feet were still hurting so I tried the boots on it was like super comfortable they had like wood underneath the cushion soles with metal to like brace the sole it was very sturdy 
I left them on the top of a car. They fell off midway through the drive because I forgot about them. And, they, and then, like, the sole came out. So the metal came out. And they weren't sturdy anymore. And I found out Walmart had, like, $40 shoes that looked similar, that felt the same. Um, Interceptor Kittens. Kittens. Uh, it's like from my own brand. Um, and it was $40. And, and I just... Now, buy a pair to wear work and I buy a pair to wear outside of work. And uh, shoes last me for years at a time. And, uh, you know, it's, it's me spending $40 uh, for a year. And then when they get wore out, I wear them to work. And I buy a brand new pair to wear outside of work. And then that's what I do. And I've been doing that for years. And it's successful. Like, you know, that way I'm spending $40 for a pair of shoes a year. Where everybody else is out here spending three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars. I mean, I don't want to talk about how much I didn't spend on shoes this year already. Sure, I don't got to think about it no more. Yeah. And I got a thirteen wide. Like thirteen wide yeah. doesn't. Most of the fashionable shoes that you guys like don't come in thirteen wide. Yeah, you guys are blessed to have size twelve, size ten, narrow ass feet. People with size ten and a half narrow foot are the luckiest people in the universe because every shoe, literally every shoe ever made comes in your size. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it is annoying. Yeah. That is annoying. People, people who are five, eight with 10 and a half, people talking about old girls and like because I'm short. Whatever, bro. You five, eight, you can wear every pair of shoes ever made. Get yeah. out of my face. I don't care. Yeah. And pretty much any color. So, all right. Cool, cool. The pond is that, oh, no, I'm going to say that question. I'm going to ask it though. Uh, the Geek Beacon asked, if you could have complete control of any IP, uh, IP cinematic universe, what would it be and what would you do? All right. So, shout out to Geek Beacon. Now, I thought about this question a lot. My wife thought I was going to say X-Men, the X-Men universe as far as the movies go. And uh, I told her she was wrong. She didn't believe me. The real answer is Fantastic Four. All right. I feel like the reason every Fantastic Four film has failed thus far is because they don't know how to portray Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, Dr. Doom is not, they show him as like in the most latest one, he's like a revenge character who gets stuck in a dimension and his suit gets melted to his face. And then he has telepathy yeah, and telekinesis. Really like doing that to him. That's dumb. Uh, the old ones were, were, um, where Chris Evans was, was, you know, human torture. Those are also dumb, Captain America. Not Doom was American in the movie, wasn't he? He was, and he was like their boss who yeah. sent him to space. Benefactor, yeah. And and then they went, and then when they got the powers, he, he was all like, "Oh, I also got powers." Yeah. Doctor Doom does not have superpowers. He has a natural brilliance. He's just naturally gifted with a high IQ, mm-hmm. and then he studies magic. I'm about to say he's a sorcerer. His mother dies, and he wants to communicate to hell, so he learns dark magic. Yeah. That's it. He's a scientist and a sorcerer. He has zero superpowers. He has a mask because Reed Richards did something he shouldn't have done, blew his face up, and Dr. Doom showed up years later at the at the porch of Reed Richards and said, bro, I want to smoke. I'm still mad. Yeah. Which, by Sick. the way, there's versions of Dr. Doom's face where it's less messed up than others, because some versions like a little scar. And some is like his half his face is blown off. We, we, we ain't gonna talk about it, but in in, uh, in Future Force, uh, the FF 
series for Fantastic Four where like Reed Richards and stuff like that were involved in a mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like she always in charge. It was like a feature foundation. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So Ant Man goes one on one with Doctor Doom and like bodies and bodies. It ain't it ain't no plot armor or nothing. Like they just really be like, yo, this is how Ant Man's powers would actually work. Yeah. He figured out he how to use shrink all the convertibles. And, yeah. Yeah, he got vision powers, Wonder Man's powers. So, like, he, he insane powers, right? Like, pin particles are crazy. So, he bodies Dr. Doom, pulls his mask, and before he pulls the mask off, he says, like, if you've got all this technology and sorcery experience, why can't you heal your own face? You must be capping. Your face is probably healed, and you just want to hunt a grudge because you're an edgelord, basically. You, right. you think you... You want to owe the world a grudge, but bro, you fix yourself. You just want to win this fight because your ego is too big. Yeah. Rips the mask off. His face is 100% fine. Yeah. And there's a painting that's historically in Marvel Comics. As a matter of fact, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, if you guys haven't read it, read it. Read it. Uh, there's a portrait of Dr. Doom without his mask on. Mm-hmm. And his face is fine. Yeah. And the portrait, that's what you find out secretly about the portrait. It was like a million really wants that portrait. It's like it's his and he wants it back from the owl. Yeah. Um, another Daredevil zone. It's like he you look at the portrait and like Captain Boomerang and Marvel's like looking at the portrait like if Dr. Doom's face ain't even scarred. I thought his face was tore up. And it was like, nah, he just wearing a mask because he tells people his face is tore. His face been healed like years ago. He's been lying. Yeah. And an Ant Man Scott Lang version figured it out. It was so mad because he's like, "Yo, Doctor Doom killed my daughter." He's over here talking about he, I mad at all American superheroes because Reed Richards did whatever, and my daughter died. She ain't had nothing to do with it. I ain't had nothing to do with it. Why Doctor Doom still giving us smoke? <laughs> it's mostly just because Reed wasn't apologizing. That's one hundred percent what it is because Reed refused to admit he was wrong. And shouldn't have touched somebody else's work. All he had to do was mind his business. And he just couldn't do it. He, he the type of guy that got to tell you what you did wrong and how you could do it better. But you ain't asked. He'd be in the YouTube comments talking about some, yeah, it's all fine and all, but have you tried it with this recipe? Shut up, man. Last question. The pondas, why did you start? Why did you decide to start a podcast? So, uh, episode three, um, the beginners are absurd. Y'all watch that figure out more about that answer but to surmise and expand slightly so when Alex said he wanted to do a podcast I said yes never thinking that he would follow through and he followed through and tore me up yeah why do people always do that I because I never thought you, people would be slacking right now uh also we talked about it more in episode six elephant in the zone as well yeah we did so the, the part of expansion that we did talk about previous is uh my first radio inspiration is Zulu the Big Lip Bandit. Um, that one hundred six five to beat that racist. No, man, that, man. that's that man's name, Zulu the Big Lip Bandit. That just sounds. <laughs> that that's his name. That's the name he gave the world to talk. Call him. He's a radio personality from nineties. Uh, one hundred six five to beat Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Um. That's the first time I ever listened to like a radio like host and it was like, Oh my god, this DJ is amazing. Like his commentary, his jokes, his his whatever he between songs, like this is the first time I was calling into the radio requesting the songs just so I could talk to Zulu. Like, um 
that that's who really gave me inspiration to be like, yo, I could I could do radio. Right. And uh to be honest, even though I might have thought that briefly, like half a second, and I was like, you know, it's probably harder than it looks. And then uh, my whole life people have been like, yo, you could do radio hundred percent. Like I uh I was in I was in school and we had these summer programs to um engineering um for minorities and stuff like I don't know a lot of simple programs, but that's the thing. I did engineering classes for minorities when I was in school. Yeah. Uh, stayed in dorms at like Penn State University, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, so people spend their summers having fun at the beach. I spent summers um, having my fun in a classroom. Like I'm that kind of nerd. Uh, so I'm out here studying engineering, and me and my homeboys in the dorm room, like after classes, I'm like, "Yo, we I brought a tape recorder. We were recording ourselves doing joke." Mm-hmm radio shows, talking mm. about the stuff we've seen in Kings and or whatever, why they took us on vacations and stuff. Right. And then uh flash forward, I'm 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 out of high school, I'm in college. I'm working in the movie theater. I'm I'm talking to Tim and Daphne Reed over here, serving them popcorn. And a lady come and drop me off business card like, yo, you need a job with us? I'm like I'm thinking it's like Cutco or vector marketing, like some sort of like MLM scheme or whatever. I don't even know. And like, it's for a radio channel. Like this lady's trying to get me a job to work at a radio station. She's like, your voice alone, your charisma is, is coming through just in your speech and like taking my order. Like I need it. Like you right. gotta be on the radio. And I'm like, I ain't got a kind of time. Cause at the time my mom ain't have a car. I ain't have a car. I couldn't go get all the way down to Tidewater region to like hop on radio. Right. But I got the offer. And I think about that a lot. Like. That lady was the first offer I've ever gotten to be on a radio station, but it wasn't the only. I've actually gotten three offers to be on a radio station in my life as a DJ, just off my voice and my charisma, and I never took it. And see, like, that's something we got to talk about if we ever get a chance to do this, like, one of a me and you episode again. Because, like, you be, like, sliding stuff in, like, I could have been, you know, President of the United States if I had just accepted that offer that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be like, all right, that's cool. Why didn't you, why didn't you just say that earlier? So, um, biggest weakness yet again, procrastination. <laughs> I just be like, yeah, that's cool, that's what's up, and I just never get around to it until the last second. So if they don't follow up, I don't follow up. You know what I'm saying? I'm bad about that. Real talk. Like, to be honest with y'all, um, I've been on TV before. I don't even know if y'all seen it, but like, I've been on TV in other states more than once. I've been on television. I had the opportunity to be on an ongoing television show when I was younger and didn't take it. Uh, I was in a boys' choir, um, Petersburg Boys' Choir, and one of the participants in the boys' choir was also doing a television show. It's called The Birdcage. I don't know if y'all remember that, The Birdcage. That sounds familiar. Uh, but I had the opportunity to be on The Birdcage, and I just didn't take it. Um, so I could have been a TV personality like years ago. Didn't do it. I was on a um a Texas version of like the Reading Rainbow style show. Like I was on a Texas version of that um when I was a kid. Matter of fact, when I was six years old, yeah. my dad in Texas, like I got I was on TV. Yeah. Uh I was with my mom and I don't even know what state that was. That might have been when I was in California at uh Milipedes. I was on the news. Mm. Like I was on T V then. Right. Uh for a couple segments. Okay. Um uh, I mean I've been on T V like a couple times, but like you don't see this on IMDb, and I never started one. Like, 
cool episode. I was like, where about me popping on TV? Look at myself go out. That's hilarious. And I move on. Any 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 closing statements you want to make before we finish this up? So there's one guest question that, that, that didn't get put on the internet. Um my man Sergio, he he wanted in he wanted in like five or six questions. Uh one of them was like a, a long serious question. I and he got all the answers for y'all to be honest with you. I, I couldn't figure it out by now. Um so he wanted to know like if they made a movie about my life, who would play me? Who would be the director, producer, the writer, the runtime, like who my heroes are, and like what what my biggest fear is. Like that's a lot of questions. And so I thought about a little bit of it. I was about to say because I got answers too. That's a wild question, right? Uh no, for you, I got answers for your story. Oh boy, 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 boy. Uh John Lake was gonna produce it. Facts. <laughs> that's that's a fact. That's uh, true. Del Toro would direct it. Mm-hmm. I like Del Toro, but or Quinn oh. uh, or uh, Tarantino. No, no, I thought about Tarantino too. But he likes to peek too much. It's um, it's um, uh, Paul Michael Thomas. Uh, uh, the guy that directed Punch Drunk Love. That's my favorite okay. movie. That's the best cinematography I've ever seen in a movie in my entire life. That's that's who would direct my. And Sergio guessed it too, and I was like, "Yeah, you're right." He would, he would know that too. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, now the actor to play you is fucking wild, because it's either like Gabriel Iglesias, uh, I, I would take Louis Guzman. He a little too old. He's yeah, he is too old now. Uh, I don't know who else. George Lopez would be funny, but I just I can't. Too he's old, old man, right? I know. Yeah. Like I don't know. Oh, oh, Cypher Sounds. Cypher Sounds could do it. Yes. Cypher Sounds could play you. I'll, I'll be down with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's a little inspired. It's a little inspired, but I think he could pull it off. Now, now for a writer, I would want to write it myself. People don't know, but I'm also a writer. Like, mm. I'm t- I didn't win competitions. I didn't, I, didn't got my, I didn't got my flowers. I didn't got some, some recognition, you know what I'm saying, statewide, region-wide, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But we, we've been there. I, I might I mean I've been no national bestseller or whatever because I ain't never really published most of my writing, but like I don't want to be writing competitions. Um But runtime, that was the hard one, right? So this podcast is still going. That's still what you know. I you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Time went off so like, ago. I don't want no three hour movie. Right? Cause like I feel like my life ain't that important. Cause like either it's gonna be multiple movies, the Snyder cut, or or it's gotta be half. The ju- like you can't do it. It's either in two movies, or it's you gotta tell it all in an hour and forty five minutes. You ain't doing no three hour joint. You can't bro. do a miniseries. No, you no. I can do a miniseries. I can do a miniseries. But he specifically said movie. movie okay. So. Hour forty five minute runtime is what I'm going for, unless I'm a lot of sequel, and then I'm doing two hour and forty five minutes. Well, you could do it like the the rock show where you got like the young you get that. And I'm pretty sure that's unrealistic. I don't even believe in that. What? I don't believe in that show. What you mean? I ain't seen that single episode yet. It's on TV. But if it ain't him in a sweaty, dirty gym watching his uncles slam each other. Getting ready for a fight, getting paid ten dollars an hour, 
then, then it ain't real. Show on NBC, yeah. Then it ain't. You heard what I said. Okay. If it ain't that, then it ain't real. Sure. Because that was his actual childhood, was watching his uncles get slammed for $5 an hour. Matter of fact, yeah, those have been ways back. We used to slam for $5 an hour uh, with busted knees and broken backs and, and sprained ankles. kind of how uh, that works, yeah. Exactly. Now, that's his real childhood. Whatever else he says happened, ain't happened. Oh, he was also, like, in high school looking like an old man then. Yeah, facts. So, yeah. I mean, with the haircut. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hairline like, was crazy. He could have been a narc. He could have been a narc. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. But all oh, right. oh, my mark. So, my hero. Yeah. Um, so... That, that was a hard one for me because uh, I had to think about it. Say it had to be somebody that never let me down, never disappointed me, like literally shaped my whole life. And I'd be my Uncle Juan, um, Uncle Juan Robinson. Like anybody from the Heights in Petersburg, y'all probably heard the name Uncle Juan before. Uh, not not from me, but like literally in general. Like he'd been everybody Uncle Juan for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like at least, at least at least a decade and a half before I even came around to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Uncle Juan is a, is a, is an icon in Petersburg. Um, it's like when he was 16 years old, he peaced out. You know what I'm saying? He had beef with my granddaddy, Speedy. He was out that joint. Uh, Speedy Vasquez? No, no, Speedy Robinson. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, he ain't going to get it. He, I ain't going to get into the family <laughs> drama on the show. But he had beef with Speedy Robinson, uh, and he, he peaced out the joint. You know what I'm saying? He decided he was going to do his own thing. The thing about Uncle Juan, he could fix oh, anything. When I said, when we talked about Bishop on the show before about how he could fix motors and, and, and chainsaws. And my Uncle Juan, we're talking about carpentry, plumbing, drywall, roofing, window, whatever. If it's a house, he can he can build a house from the ground up. My Uncle Juan can do all of it. We're talking about foundation, plumbing, brick, brick laying, whatever. He got ASAP. Like no no professional change. Like he just know how to he is tap two things together and build you a crib off that, off rip. And that's how he always been, right? He survived his whole life. He about he, he went from homeless to a house off of fixing people's water heaters. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my man's. And when I tell you he never disappointed me, never let me down in my entire life, I ain't never going to forget there was one birthday where, you know, you think you're so old and nobody remember your birthday no more and I'm mm-hmm. going to care about it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're a kid at somebody, somebody's party. Yeah. You're real long, you know. Yeah. You get a little older, don't nobody really care about it, but they kind of, like, invite your friends over type stuff. You get to be a teenager and they're like, hey, sweet 16. I mean, like, hey, 18, maybe. Right. Man, I remember I had a birthday when ain't nobody. My mom was like, yeah, birthday. And I like, walked out the room. Mm-hmm. My Uncle Juan came through on his bike. I ain't seen him in months. Mm-hmm. Came through on his bike, pulled up to the house, gave me twenty dollars. And was like happy birthday, nephew. And then, then pulled off. And I was like, I love Uncle Juan, man. I can't tell you how many times I give people when I give people advice, when I tell somebody a sage saying, I say a wise man once said, when I say a wise man once said, I'm talking about Uncle Juan. Uncle Juan once said, that's what it is. That's the wisest man I've ever met in my entire life. Put that on the shirt. In fact, we need to. Anytime anybody talk about how their dad made him hold the flashlight, my dad went around to make me hold the flashlight. You know who was around to make me hold the flashlight? Uncle Juan was, man. That's the first person to tell me what a sawzall was, what to do with it, what blade to use, how to change it out. That's the first man to tell me how to put batteries in a remote control. That was Uncle Juan. Like that. Couldn't just, you know, I got the little. I was too little to figure it out, but Uncle Juan told me how to make it work. 
When I tell you, Uncle Juan tell me how plumbing work, how sinks work, how stoves work. Anytime I fix something on my own, I remember I said, man, I love my Uncle Juan every time, man. Every time I use a screwdriver, a hammer, a wrench, when I fix stuff at work, when I rehinge doors, it's because Uncle Juan taught me how to do it. Every single time. Ain't nobody ever taught me more than Uncle Juan taught me. All the schooling I've done in my life, all the college I've done, they ain't taught me as much practical, in-world life skills as Uncle Juan taught me. How to do it. I got a wife because Uncle Juan taught me how to talk to women. That's what it is. The name of the show. Uncle Juan taught me. Uncle Juan taught me. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm with it. Uncle Juan taught me, bro. I love Uncle Juan. Mm. Anything else before we wrap it up? Uh my biggest fear. Oh, okay. That that's a that's a deep one. I don't even know if that's the show. But uh when I was a when I was a small child, Power Rangers was a thing. Okay. Um, had a dream one time. Um, this episode, you know, y'all might know it from My Way Media, Dennis Frogman. It's like a frog monster that was like eating the Power Rangers. And like when he eat them, like tongue come out and he absorb them in his mouth. And then like a picture of the Power Rangers oh, yeah. show up on his stomach. Yeah. And like Zach was like the last Power Ranger. And he like took his axe gun and like blow him up and mm. like freed the Power Rangers, right? So I had a dream. Well, like, my homeboys was all the Power Rangers, right? And But I was like, Zach. So he eat all my homeboys. And um, I go to go save them, but I ain't strong enough. Okay. I don't save them. Okay. They come out on their own. But when they get out on their own, they was like, why we even got you around? You couldn't save us, right? So, like, one, I failed to save my friends. And then, two, when they come out and save themselves, they leave me behind and go about their business. Mm. So I got, the biggest fear I got is literally like my inferiority complex, right? So like that I won't live up to people's potential that they see in me to the point where they they finally get to the point where they realize I won't live up to that potential and they leave me behind and forget I ever existed. So it's a whole fear of not, not being remembered with a fear of inferiority. Those two things combined create my biggest fear. Which is one of the things that shaped my life as a general. You can get into it some other point in time, but like I've done mad crazy things in my life at the thought of like, bro, what's memorable right now? Like I've made random speeches in public, like in the middle of a crowd, like capture the whole crowd's attention. Not because I wanted to be captivating, no. but because like the person beside me, I at least would know remember me. Right. Like, I'm I'm worried people won't forgive me when I die. I need to make sure my tombstone. Right. No. Yeah, that's true. I feel you on that. I was remembering the time you wore that tank top and you had no business wearing that tank top. And I played you for yeah, it. Yeah, I do it all the time. No, it's <laughs> disgusting. Do it all the time. I don't even care. I never need to see I'm that picture of you again. But you're never going to forget it. I, I understand. <laughs> nigga, ill. <laughs> never going to forget it. Uh, God. What's that? Stop my fear. All right, we're done. You're right. Mind bleach. We, 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 we can stop it there. You can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. This is your show, dog. All right. All right. Uh, it's, uh, this has been Edward Tabasso. I'm going to do in front of me is my co host, Just Alex. And this has been the Herb Surrey podcast for Alex and Herb. Today's guest has been uh, me, myself, Herb. Uh, and uh, I appreciate you guys chiming in. And uh, thank you guys for submitting your yes, questions. Yes. I always uh, appreciate the crowd participating. Oh, the Podness podcast based out of Atlanta, Georgia. So, Geek, Geek. Beacon is based out of Buffalo, New York. Podness Podcast is based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of Virginia's going there. Yeah. Um, Shout out to OG Ella. 
And shout out to OG Hooligan Life, Richmond Morty Gator. So now they they uh partners podcast based out of Atlanta. Their question is like, why did I do a podcast? If you guys want to figure out the answer to that, that is in episode three, absurdity. Uh, the beginning is absurd. Um, OG was questioning why I wear boots. You can figure out the answer to that. And um, they caught light. The JB Catching Light episode uh, has the answer to that. So uh, that's it for today. But good will and God bless. We'll see you again next time. For the family. Hell is you saying? I am the man. I go super saying when I'm on the beat. I was saying, buckets and pants. I get to the bands when I'm in the streets. Wear hands on feet, unique. My stick, a new technique. Don't fuck with internet beef. Bitches me, and I beef. Hell is you saying? I am the man. I go super saying when I'm on the beat. I was saying, buckets and pants. I get to the bands when I'm in the streets. Wear hands on feet, unique. My stick, a new technique. Don't fuck with internet beef. Michael Jackham, or hold his hood for ransom. Find his main bitch in his savage, make him trap house dancers. For TF is for the family, don't like it, fuck you, pay me. It's for my brother's babies and my daddy's new Mercedes. 16 in the clip, I draw on the nigga. The coroner draw on the nigga. This chopper right here, this arm the nigga. My cutter, I'm arm on the nigga. Fuck, I look like let you home with my niggas. Like you just gon' get away with it. Try that shit, now you can hunt like a nigga. Fucked up and drug through the mill like a nigga. Ain't got any friends, all I got is my brothers. My boy still on me. You die if you touch it, can't go, but my lonely. They know that I love them. We fussin', we fight out the whistle, disgust it. I'm slamming the blocks like Tetris. Loading the truck, you PSS, black and yellow VVS is my chain, ain't your own bed, it's how you're saying, I am the man, I go super saiyan when I'm